Welcome to Chick Chat with Unapologetically Karen, the podcast for women by women. I'm Karen Webb, architect, author, entrepreneur, creative junkie, and your host. Chick Chat is your resource for building your big, bold, and beautiful feminine life. So join me for some eye-opening and jaw-dropping dialogue that has people talking. Hello, and let me ask you a question, women out there. Are you in the need to chill out? I mean, are you overwhelmed and really wishing you could find the time to chill out? Well, you will love today's guest. Today, I have Angela Coleman, author of The Art of Chilling Out for Women. She is a holistic health expert, and she founded the global nonprofit Sisterhood Agenda in 1994, and later the nonprofit business, Sisterhood Agenda Enterprises. She is the author of more than 20 books and has degrees in psychology, African-American studies, nonprofit management, and an MBA as well. She holds certifications in trauma, psychological first aid, suicide prevention, and holistic health. I am so delighted to have her here, and she's got so many fabulous tips for us. Welcome. Nice to have you, Angela. Thank you so much. What a lovely welcome. Oh, good. So I, it's funny because this morning I woke up and I was like, uh, the last two mornings kind of, I woke up just a little bit anxious, a little stressed out. And I'm usually very balanced and even keel. And I thought, okay, I need to find some time this weekend to relax. (laughs) And so perfect because you have all those, all those tips and tricks for us. So let's start by just asking, um, when did your book come out, um, The Art of Chilling Out for Women? Oh, the Art of Chilling Out for Women came out just a couple of months ago. Just a few Fantastic. Months ago. How and has it been received? Yeah, so, oh, it's been well received and people find it uh, a great read. And it finds, I'm finding it resonating with a lot of people, not just women, <laughs> but with men as well, because it's it's just practical and useful. And I think it's timely. I just think that stress has become the the new normal, but we're finding and realizing that, oh, it's so unhealthy. Yeah, you know? it, it's, it's, it, it doesn't is. help us. It's hurting us. So, um, yes. uh, yeah, absolutely. It is so true because I think we're at an all-time high in terms of stress. One, having come off of the pandemic, I think now people are feeling stressed just because interest rates are high, inflation is high, cost of living is like putting some people into some serious poverty. And yeah, I think that there's this uneasiness, you know, that that maybe at other times in life we haven't had so much, but there is certainly um, an uneasiness that I think a lot of people feel. Tell me why you, why you made this, though I know men are reading it and enjoying it too, what was the reason for making it more towards women? 
Well, with my nonprofit Sisterhood Agenda, uh, women, you know, we're going on 30 years of sisterhood service next year. So that's kind of like my wheelhouse. That's what my area of, I think, expertise is, and that's who I'm hearing the most okay. from, <laughs> my constituents. Um, and I also realized, and especially during the pandemic, it was women who were shouldering a lot of the caregiving and the extra responsibilities, you know, the second to third shift, in addition to changes at work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, when the when the children were told to stay home from school or to do virtual learning, it fell on a lot of mothers for some reason right? <laughs> to, to now adapt to that. And that's not no. easy. Uh, there's a reason why working women don't typically homeschool. Absolutely. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's a difficult job. And even uh, with aging parents, you know, being the caregiver, not just for children, but for aging parents as well, a lot of times the, that responsibility falls upon the, the female children, even mm-hmm. though there are men in the family and they have sons as well as daughters in the family. So that was part of it. And um, I recognize, too, that a lot of the perfectionism mm-hmm. And a lot of what I would call self-induced stress and self-sabotage was something that was based on gendered expectations and gendered roles. And gender and socialization played such an integral part of it that I was like, yeah, this is going to be for the ladies. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. No, I agree (laughs) with you. I think think it also has to do with the fact that we're it's kind of ingrained in us. And, and I do think it, it has a lot to do with our DNA as well, but it's ingrained in us to be caretakers for like everyone. I think you call it in your book, caretakers of the world. And sometimes I feel that <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. anybody else need me? Um, yeah. So I think that we, and if we don't provide that, I think we, we feel guilty. We, you know, come down hard on ourselves. So, um, I think that's a huge part of it. But I also think, too, we are the nurturers, you know, typically in, in our family roles. And and when we see others in our family suffering or the kids, for example, during the pandemic, you know, being isolated, et cetera, we feel the need to to fill that, to help them. Absolutely. And the pandemic, just like the current events that you mentioned now, What's fueling a lot of the anxiety and stress is the uncertainty, is the change and technology access and the the rapid pace at which we are getting all of this uncertainty and change and news. And it sounds like chaos, you know, (laughs) because you're realizing all these things are happening all at once. Yes. (laughs) And those these are things also that, quite frankly, most of us don't have any personal control of. Right. So that's what's breeding a lot of the discontent and distress and disease. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we need to to understand that, to raise our level of self-awareness about it so that we can protect ourselves, so that we can preserve ourselves. And that's mental health fundamentally also, but also certainly physical and spiritual health as well. And that's why it's holistic. And that's why most of the prescriptions we have in the book are called holistic prescriptions. You know, like you go to a doctor and he writes, he give you some medicine. This is medicine, but it's medicine for your physical, mental, physical self. There are ways that we can incorporate very practical tips into our lives every day so that we have our peace. We can maintain our stress and manage our stress because it's inevitable that something in life somewhere will cause us to be thrown off balance. The key is just to be able to get back back to balance and back to yourself because that's our natural equilibrium. That's our natural state. Our natural state is balance. 
Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And some of us aren't even aware of that. So we don't really know what it feels yeah. like. And it feels strange <laughs> when we find balance. You're like, okay, wait a minute. What I know. Now? I bet some of... So people might call it a right. board. Okay. Like, I was you know? <laughs> some listeners who are probably driving in the car right now listening to this are thinking balance, like that means everything's all chill and good. And where's my drama? Which... I am anti-drama in my life. I love that balance. And that is what I try to achieve. But I think there's a lot of people that, um, you know, that that think being in the chaos is, I don't know, exciting or something. But in your book, you talk so much about how being in that chaos is, you know, is is not productive for your health. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and actually, you do impact your productivity. You're less productive. When you are chaotic, you're less productive when you're off balance. And this idea that I think is also gendered that we have to be busy all the time. Oh my gosh, that is <laughs> that so we have true. to right. So that's part of the chaos that we are creating and that we are we're like thinking that's normal. Right. To maybe that's because we were we were taught that, or maybe our mothers and grandmothers, that's what they said. Like if you're not doing something, then you're wasting your time yes. or you're lazy or other terms that no one wants to be. Yes. You know, you don't want to be a lazy mother or a lazy wife or someone who's not hardworking. So the expectation is you're always going to be doing something. And the saying goes, if you want something done, ask the busiest person in the room to do it. Because <laughs> <I laughs> they, they always are you busy. You know, that's so interesting. And, and I, in your book, you ta- which I liked that part because, boy, it resonated. Um, you said, and, you know, it can come from our our childhood, kind of how we were raised. And yeah, so my my parents came from South America, from Chile, and it was all about coming to the American dream, right? And so it felt like they made a huge sacrifice and we're supposed to. And my dad would be like, even in the summers, we had to create our own project. We had to create our own book report. We had, to, I'm not kidding you. It took me well into my adult life to go, it's okay to just, just chill. It's okay to, I, I really struggled with it, I, as did my, my brother and sister. But um, yeah, I think that there is something to be said for productivity, but it, you're right. We need to balance that with relaxation and stillness. Right. And, and to be just fine with the notion of what outwardly would look like doing nothing. Right. But you're actually, that's why I'm saying doing nothing is actually doing something. You know, the chilling out is actually restoration. It's resetting. It's visioning. It's um, your body is still doing all these things, just like the chaos of the world is still going mm-hmm. on. All of these things are automatically happening within your body. Again, you don't have physical control over the way your blood is pumped by your heart or your digestive system. And is, is you, you have all of these processes going on inside of you. If you can relax and chill, these things don't stop. They still continue. But you can be more at peace mm-hmm. and you can be more um, okay. And I want it to be more okay for women to be like, what are you doing? Nothing? Chilling out. Yes. And be like, and you give them the thumbs yeah. up and the heart and the heart yeah. emoji because you know they're taking care of themselves. Yes. That's part of how we take care of ourselves. It is absolutely. And I think we're, as women, we, you know, have become so good at nurturing and caring for others. But that self-care a lot of people struggle with. They feel like it's selfish instead of just self-care. And um, and yet it's so important because if we're falling apart, we're not going to be good to anybody <laughs> for anybody. No. Yeah. Yes. No. 
it, it's it's putting your mask on first, right? The oxygen mask and the plane. yeah. There you go. That's it, right. It really yes. is that. It is that. I like mm-hmm. that analogy. That is that is definitely true. Um, and you talk about in your book the difference between um, how we. Um, our, our look, how we look, and the condition of our bodies and the body's mm-hmm. barometers. Share a little about that. I love that. I, I think for me, I'm sure. all about that. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Well, I mean, do you really understand why you react the way that you react or that you are, in fact, having a reaction? Mm-hmm. You know, so so being like increasing your level of self-awareness. A lot of us, we consider ourselves to be very self-aware. Are we also like aware of our bodies. There's a physical response to stress. There's a physical response to being in an environment that's mm-hmm. unhealthy. You know, whether it's dangerous or it's it's um there's a lot of mm-hmm. negativity mm-hmm. or you just or you can just say oh the vibe just doesn't feel right. You yeah. know, <laughs> you feel it. I agree you with feel you. it. So I'm saying to honor honor that feeling. Sometimes your body will literally do things to let you know. You'll get goosebumps, you'll get sweating, you'll, your heart will race, um, you'll start to feel yes. nauseous and literally yep. sick. That's saying, hey, whatever's going on around here, my body is not feeling it. It doesn't like yes. it. And once you're aware of that, to be able to... It's okay. You're, you're to be popular. Able to remove you're just popular. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be able to remove yourself to say, not only am I going to be aware of my body and my body parameters, but I'm actually going to listen to it and I will act in my best interest because my body is telling mm-hmm. me to get out of this yes. space or my body is telling me to change this environment, how it is right now. If it's in my capacity to change it, if not, I, I can leave mm-hmm. it. I can make decisions based on how my body is responding. So I just think that's so important because we have a way of letting our minds talk us out of our bodies. Absolutely. Know? Like, oh, it's still okay. Yeah. Or, oh, so-and-so wanted me to be here and wanted me to do this. Even though literally your body is saying it's not good. Yeah. Get <laughs> it's out. Good yeah. For you. No, absolutely. I know. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I was, um, which I think has, I mean, would you agree that's, that's part of our intuition coming through our body, right? So Absolutely. And that's it scary. Is. It is. Yes. And so I think it's very mm-hmm. tight. I am. Um, I learned way early on um, that, yeah, that I know from my body will react to everything. I will, and and before I make any decision, I don't even think for a minute. I just I just check in. You know, am I feeling like like expansive and free, or am I feeling oh god restricted, constricted? You know, and those are telling signs. So I usually well that check in yes, is yeah. awesome. How many of us I know, do that? I don't How many of us check in? No. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. Yeah. yeah. And and I try to tell people too, there is such a different voice that intuition has. You know, intuition talks very calmly. I at least in my mind it does, or in my body it does, very calmly, a little slower, very like intentional. And the chatterbrain monkey in our heads that's fear and everything else and panic is just fast and kind of higher pitch. And, and you've got to learn to distinguish the two to then act on the right one. That's how I see it as well and experience it too. And I want other people to be able to experience that as well, because your soul voice always is there and your soul always wants what's good for you. 
So through that intuition, it's telling you how to take care of yourself. It's telling you how to protect yourself. It's telling you how to be healthy. And we just have to listen to that. So that's why I have whole sections dedicated to like listening to your soul voice, to becoming aware of your soul awareness, increasing your soul awareness, because that's just like spirit talking, but that's through your personal divine self. And there are some people like, well, I can't hear it. I don't Mm -hmm. understand it. There are exercises you can do to to be more in tune to it. Sure, meditation helps some people, but meditation doesn't help everybody. Interesting. (laughs) The same way. Right. Not the same way. (laughs) And so, and there are so many different types of meditation. I mean, even with our summer enrichment program that we're doing now, we're doing a sister camp and a brother camp program. We have a rest and um, meditation section. Sometimes I ask them, do you want to do a guided meditation today? Do you want to do a quiet mm-hmm. meditation today? Some meditations, we come out of it and we physically move around. Other times we're very still. Other times we're lying down. Other times we're sitting with our legs crossed. You can put your palms up. You can do whatever. You, you, there are so many different ways that you can access and channel. And I think it's very individual. So that's why when people are like, oh, I tried meditation and didn't work. It's like, well, you can be, have a walking Yeah, meditation. there's so many. And, and yeah, yeah, and there are so many other ways to tune in. Right. And tune out. Exactly. And I think for people <laughs> just starting yeah. out, I mean, when I first started out meditating, I think the guided ones help the most because otherwise you're like, I, I don't know what to do. My brain's going in all directions. The guided help, and then you can kind of, you know, evolve from those. Um, but I, you know what I think it is, though? The more I have kind of thought about why it is that so many people um, don't follow their intuition. One, it is like you're saying, they don't hear that voice. But I think the biggest reason is because they're looking for signs outside of their body, right? Like in the world, as opposed to your inner soul already knows the answer. If that's going to be way more, you know, um, that's going to really help you so much more. And that's going to be more truthful. But I think we fill our days now with distraction. I think distraction is... Right. And that's where the technology and social media and the looking outside for validation. And even in the Discover Your Body Parameters chapter and throughout the book, a lot of what I'm talking about is attention. Mm. So one of the questions that I ask is, um, are you paying attention? Right. You know, are you, are you paying attention to what's going yes. on with, with you, you? Not like on with you, not with other not people. On Facebook, and what's going not on. on Instagram. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Are you actually paying attention? Mm-hmm. Um, because um, you can feel, you can see, and you can um, you can self actualize. And our body is is naturally prepared and primed, I think, for growth and expansion and elevation. And we just sometimes have to nudge it and and to focus a little bit because, like you said, we can get so distracted. And those distractions are taking us outside of ourselves, right? And it, it ha- and having us focus um, on the external and on the physical and on the material mm-hmm. instead of on on who we are. And and again, getting to that soul level. Um, where we can hear and respond um, and be true to ourselves as well, the authenticity right. of, of who we are rests within that place too. Right, right. Absolutely. I, yeah, I just wish more people would do it instead of kind of saying, oh yeah, too hard to meditate. I don't have time for it. I can't do it. Which, but what I love about your book is that you have so many different tips for people. So let's say someone isn't great at meditating. And so let's say 
for the listeners out there, you go, I've tried that. It isn't for me. I go nuts doing it. I squirm or I fall asleep or, uh, right. Right. Um, Or like our kids were doing when they first started, they giggled. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. So, right. But, but that's exact. This book is perfect for them. The art of chilling out for women is for people who maybe might've tried the meditation and be like, Oh, I need something else. Okay. If you, if meditation is not working for you right now, because that doesn't mean it won't ever right. work for you. Right. <laughs> if it's not working for you right now, have you tried feng shui? Ah, feng shui doesn't mean you have to actively do anything with your body. Per right. Se, but it's a way of creating spaces mm-hmm. that are harmonious and balanced, which in turn can impact and help you to be more harmonious yes. and balanced. So clearing clutter. Oh, yeah. That's a very simple feng shui oh, yeah, principle that all of oh, us yeah. can do <laughs> because why? You create space and expansion by getting rid of things that no longer serve you, getting rid of things that are old and outdated and just collecting dust and quite frankly, just might be baggage that you no longer need. Absolutely. And I, yeah, and as an architect, I always say, you know, your home should be a reflection of you. If your home is cluttered, your mind is probably cluttered, you know, your, your, you're lacking that clarity. And I, I firmly agree. Tell me which um, of all of your tips, which I know this is hard, because how many tips are in the book in total? I don't even remember. There were so many. Oh, we have over, oh, we have over 100. So we have 101. Okay, 101. Yes. That's right. And so of all those tips, what do you think is has been for you the most valuable or what most people... Yeah. Okay. Give me just couple examples for, yes, for these. Okay. Ladies. Yeah. Plant, plant, adding plants and flowers to your workspace or personal space. I mean, that's a wood element of feng shui. And it just, it's aromatherapy. It's visual mm-hmm. because it helps you with that color therapy as well, with the colors of different flowers. It's air purification. You know, yes. it's just a com- combining of general health benefit. Okay. So I love that. Um, I have different calls to action. So each section, 101, I have 101 calls to action. So I'm, I'm suggesting you do this very specific thing related to each chapter at the end of each chapter. So like, for example, with the body parameters, I have take notes and notice how your body speaks to you when you're stressed. Journaling. Journaling is key because then you can actually maybe write down these calls of action and you can maybe do one each day or you can do one when you're feeling kind of stressed or you can um, write down your feelings. I have a section called feel your feelings mm-hmm. so that you can help yourself to move through your feelings and not get stuck in your feelings. So the journaling and writing is absolutely, I think, uh, beneficial. Then I have gemstones. Look, I love gemstones. (laughs) (laughs) There are different gemstones for for everybody, and they serve so many different types of purposes. So like bloodstone, that's physical strength. You know, amethyst helps you to raise your spiritual awareness and also is like a purifying stone. It's fortification. Uh, it helps it to open up what you call your third yes. eye, you know, and increase awareness. Hematite is a great, you know, it's a healing stone. You're, you're feeling like you need to heal, you know, whether from past trauma or a physical mm-hmm. ailment. So it can be emotional healing or physical healing. Doesn't matter. Hematite can help. Um, onyx, onyx actually can, can manipulate energy huh. so we can take negative energy and make it more positive oh, wow. or neutralize oh i didn't even know that one <laughs> so hmm. onyx yeah so onyx is is super awesome um i suggest using herbs 
And then all of the herb sections, you know, each holistic prescription has a call to action, has a mother nature, which is usually herbs, has a gemstone section and has the feng shui section. So that you will get multiple, multiple, multiple tips on how you can incorporate that particular tip in that particular section. So one of the best ways that I can, that I like to change my environment and chill out is through a herbal mist spray. So easy. Spray bottle, you put some distilled water in it, you can put some herbs in it. You can boil the herbs to help kind of bring mm-hmm. out the, 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 um, the essence of the herb a little more, but it's not even required. You can literally just grab some herbs and stick them in a okay. bottle. Okay, so it's at the <laughs> actual... Let's shake right. it up. And so then we're talking... Let it sit and then take out the leaves. Okay. And you, what you have left, you take it out so it doesn't clog the spray okay. bottle. Okay, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> and yes. then take it out and you can spray. So lavender, basil, thyme, mm-hmm. rosemary. These are these herbs have... have um, metaphysical principles that are uplifting, that are relaxing, that are calming and help to balance. And you can do this on your, your bed sheets. You can do this in your office. Spray, spray, spray. People are like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm just, just, it's, you know yeah. what? It's just like Febreze. Yeah, okay? there you go. Yeah, but it's only, it's better. <laughs> I'm just making it smell better. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but it's got physical properties that are just helpful to you. And, um, and essentially, you, you know, they're, once you learn and you know the different properties, it's fun to be able to say, I have this tool in my toolkit. Yes, yes. That maybe I didn't know that I had before. And that's the purpose of the holistic prescription. Is that like the medicine in the medicine cabinet, when you're feeling a certain way, you can go to yes. it. And, you can and, and it. I want to say that they are all, all of your tips. I was surprised that you had that many, honestly, because if I sat down to write these tips, I don't think I could come up <laughs> with 101. They were great. And what I think is so nice is that, um, it, you know, it's just sometimes books that just give you this kind of concept or overriding, you know, um, idea to chill out, don't give you such clear steps. And I, I love that because sometimes when someone's starting out, they need that. They need the actual steps to then start to see the change. And then at that point, they can certainly do more and, and, and kind of enhance it their own way, but they need those. And yours are very practical. Yeah. Well, thank you. And, and you know what? You don't have to be an expert in these things. I mean, I know people who are experts and who know some of these things already. You might know some of these things absolutely already. But I'm hoping also that I add to the conversation, that I'm putting them together. I'm grouping them together in a way that you have several choices to say, well, th- there's just not one or two things you can do. There are actually like 50 things. You can right, do. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there, are, there aren't, there's not just one herb that you can use. There are like five, you know, for the, for the specific purpose. You know, they're not just one feng shui principle that you can incorporate, like in order to increase your personal power. They are like, you know, five or six, you know, and, and, and they go along with the herbs and they, and they go along with the gemstones and the call to action. And I give the background and the history and the, and the lesson for it. So I hope it's comprehensive, you know, in the sense that, you know, it's, it's all in one place, you know, and you don't have to yeah. um, go out and buy anything. A lot of times that's what I wanted it to be to as simple as possible. Yes. Because simple means people are more likely to do it and more likely to stay with exactly. it. Exactly. And to keep doing it again and again and yes. again. And then once you feel the, the benefits of it, you know, that alone can help you too. Right, right. Um, you're, I love your writing, by the way. So, um, yeah, Thank I've got you. a couple of lines I want to just say because, and we can kind of chat about each, but it's 
some of them struck me so beautifully written. Um, let me, I love this. Okay. So in your chapter, and you kind of talked about it a little bit already, but about beautifying your life. Um, so I think some people think, oh yeah, getting flowers, it's just, it's, you know, it's, um, money I don't need to spend. It's, um, yeah, do I need to, it's, you know, I know it's self-care, et cetera. I love that your beauty evokes the positive energy and that positive energy vibration. And that was interesting to me because again, being in the architecture and interiors field, I always think beautifying your home is so important because it uplifts every single day. It uplifts you. You're there every day. You are, you know, spend tons of your time there and it needs to be that uplifting. So I love that, that beauty um, doesn't have to be, well, the way you put it is like, it's necessary. It's not just a want, Right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yes. And it's something that too much, too many of us, to a large extent, we're taking it yes. for granted. And if you don't acknowledge the beauty and enhance the beauty and focus on including beauty, yes. that you're missing out right. on so Absolutely. much because of the benefit, the benefits of it, but also, um, you know, the, the feel goods, but um, beauty enriches. Mm. You know, beauty, there's a purpose. Mm -hmm. It's not just, oh, that's nice. And beauty in yourself, beauty in your environment, beauty in others, learning to appreciate mm -hmm. that, you know, beauty in nature, learning to really understand that that's something also that connects us to each other, makes you aware and know and understand you're not alone in the world. And um, being able to find the beauty in the world, especially at a time when maybe you are off balance and you're stressed out and it seems overwhelming and you're doom scrolling on your phone. On your <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> then, that, that beauty will bring you right back. Oh, look at this flower. Yeah. Just, focus. just focus on the flower. <laughs> oh, there's a, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, there's a horse. Oh my God. That's a beautiful yes, horse. I totally you know? hear you. <laughs> and, and, and to make sure that you include beauty as a priority, like prioritize yes. it. Like it's not just about vanity um, or it's not just about um, also spending money. You can yeah. you you can be beautiful. It's not about how much you pay for something if you really love it and it and it and it beautifies Absolutely. you in your space. Mm -hmm. You know, then I say go for it. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> and, agree with you. And we need that. And some and some people can literally just like I I write in the book about the importance of touch and how some people can be touch deprived and how that impacts your ability to chill and heal and be healthy. Without beauty, which, I do think that which brings me to my next quote of yours. <laughs> exactly, I was like, "Oh, there she goes." Um, I loved this one. This one literally is written down, highlighted on my notebook. I this one struck me. It was beauty, love, and touch are essential to health and emotional well-being, as necessary as breathing. And how many months did so many people go with no touch? You know during COVID and everything mm -hmm. else. I, that one was really a powerful thing to say. And I think you're so right. Yeah. Human beings are mm -hmm. meant to be in communities and meant to touch and meant to care. And yeah, that's mm -hmm. a beautiful yes. thing to said. And some people, that's what they, they go and pay for touch, Yeah, you know, whether it's through massage or, you know, uh, getting your feet, your pedicure or what have you. And that, um, if you're isolated, yeah. And you're not experiencing touch, that love energy, the chakra, the heart chakra energy, you know, which is a lot of, which you can increase also with your rose quartz 
and your, your gemstones. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. increase it further. And that increases self-love as well. But that, that's what that touch does too. It affirms you as a person, yes. as a person of value, as a person of substance. And when you want to touch other people, you get, you're, in, you're enhancing and increasing the um, love vibrations and activating that heart chakra to, so that you're ex- loving and experiencing love. And we can do this not just with each other. We also do this with like, uh, you know, as like romantic mm-hmm. love. It's also with our friends, yes. with our family. With our children, with our, say, our pets, <laughs> with our fur yes, babies, definitely. our fur babies. <laughs> so those, because it stimulates a sense of caring yes. and concern about another's well-being outside of yourself, and then you also receive that from them as well. So it's a give yes. and take, and that cycle and that circle helps to complete us as people. We're right. <laughs> living in the world. Yeah, I don't. I don't think yeah. human beings were meant to be alone. I mean, I, I definitely believe in alone time and in stillness and in, you know, having your moments of just no distraction, just you. But in terms of, I think that's, I think loneliness comes from the fact that we're, we're meant to be in groups. We're meant to be in, you know, romantic relationships. We're meant to connect with children and our kids. And that's why we have them. And um, yeah, without that, it, it doesn't feel whole. It just doesn't feel whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but some of us, in order to really be able to receive that loving energy and be able to really give that loving energy, need to stop being so busy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that we can right. actually appreciate it when it's there. So that a lot of times when people are loving on you, you're not even recognizing it that they're loving on you. Or when and you know animals and pets loving on yeah. you and you're so busy. You're not paying attention to the love. You're missing out on the love. And therefore, that's isolating yourself just because, again, you're not really paying attention. The love energy is there. It's being offered to you. Or people will just do something very kind and nice. Oh, you go ahead of me. You only have two things. Or, you know, or give you a compliment. You look really nice today. You know, total stranger. That's kind of loving energy as well. And... Um, to embrace that, to take that and say, oh, thank you very much, you know, and pass it on and to continue to engage in that space, that feel good space, because that's uplifting, that helps you. Um, whereas the fear the un- of uncertainty, the lack of adaption you know, uh, to change, all of that can depress mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and make you feel sad, basically. <laughs> and that's, And if you're wallowing in that, of course, there's a loneliness there. And so, um, but people who are active and actively engaged and interacting with other people can be some of the most lonely people too, partially because that beauty, love, and touch is not necessarily yes, there. Yes, Beauty, love, and touch is, 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 is it's all part of the same thing. Right, right, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's all part yeah. of like the whole No, thing. it is. Okay, let me see my other quotes that I just have to get through because I love. <laughs> Um, this was interesting, and I think um, so. Hopefully, listeners will kind of self-assess um, how they fit into this. But you write that some women are thriving and successful on the outside, but teetering on the edge of a medical catastrophe on the inside. And talk a little bit about that because that I thought was very true. We can look all together, and we've got it down, but inside, and why is that happening? 
Okay. Well, that was me. <laughs> and also that was people that yes, I know. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, we don't know what's going on w- with people. Um, and a part of it is a, is a need to prove, right? We're proving ourselves constantly over and over and over again. And that busyness where if we're not busy, then we're, um, we're not doing what we're supposed to quote unquote to be, be doing. Um, I think if we're not checking in with ourselves, if we're not leaving space for ourselves, if we're not engaging in self-care activities, not personal grooming and maintenance activities, I mean, self-care. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Such as, give some examples so that they are clear. Mm -hmm. Okay. Such as uh, meditation, Mm -hmm. such as journal writing, such as beautifying your space, beautifying yourself, such as, um, incorporating love into your life, showing love to others, being open and receiving love from others, such as moving your body Mm -hmm. to get endorphins going on a regular basis, such as connecting with nature and grounding yourself with nature, like being such as visiting the water when you feel like you need to heal and let go and you need to cleanse, um, such as changing the vibrations, cleansing yourself or making sure you're around more positive Mm -hmm. people in your life who are also committed to your success and the, your betterment. Yes. You know, all, all of those, of, those are great, those great examples. Yeah. And, and, and it's such as just focusing on work and being one dimensional when actually you're multidimensional. Yes. You know, you can do a lot of things well, and you're more than just what you do for a living or your role that you play in your family, you know, and so not being who you're meant to be fulfilling your destiny such as not acting in your own best interest, putting others first and not prioritizing right. yourself, you know, all, all, of, all of those yep. things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and not, ha- not leaving time for yourself, not giving yourself what you need. Yes. Everybody needs some degree of rest and restoration and solitude. And that is not the same as sleep. Sleep is important and it is important for your physical health, mental health, spiritual health, we're talking about sometimes just a small break. Yes. Um, giving yourself, uh, not to the point where you have to go on vacation and then you spend three weeks planning the vacation and you go on vacation for two and a half weeks and then you come back and you're so overwhelmed yeah. that you wish you never went on vacation. Or you, or you need <laughs> you know, another that's one. That's not or you, restoration, or right? Or you need the next that's not rest. That's yes. not the type of restoration. And also, um, the type of self-care and restoration that I'm talking about is one where you don't have to physically go anywhere. Right. Because you're going within yourself. Yes. You can do this anywhere, anytime, any day. Absolutely. I love that. Um, I love that. And I like, and I think because of that, like you're saying, you can do that. Um, one of the things that you mentioned too is solitude is the path towards self-knowing and self-acceptance. And I think our world now just I think people don't see the value of solitude. Um, I think it's sort of, and I don't know, in my opinion, they, they get nervous with it. It's almost like, Oh God, what's my intuition going to say? (laughs) I don't want to hear it. Maybe. (laughs) So they, it's a fear of some kind. And so then they distract instead of going to that solitude. Like, you know, they, they go to, you know, out with friends all the time and clubs or whatever, but taking that moment for solitude is such a different experience, a healthy one. And that, and that's the, and that's drawing from a, a well of 
whatever their past is. So in solitude, you're going to see who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to find yourself. And if you aren't someone who has a healthy foundation of self-esteem and you don't love yourself, you don't accept yourself, that can be very scary to, to be like, oh, I'm going into myself. Yeah. Uh, so, right, it's easy to keep engaging in the distractions. It's easier right. a lot of times to do that than to go within. But I challenge people to go within because that's the only way you can truly be happy. External things are not the key to your fulfillment in life. Right. Um, you've got to, to be satisfied with who you are as a person and understand your self-worth as a person, to put yourself in positions of getting what you want, what you deserve, and what you need. You know, And, and, and being able to do that um, involves some degree of chilling out. You have to have a space right. to do that. Um, you have to, even if you have to pencil it in, schedule it mm-hmm. in, tell people I've not disturbed these 15 minutes of my day. This is mommy's quiet time. I'm going to be over here in the, you know, and don't disturb me during this time. Um, people will learn to respect that, appreciate it. And you're also teaching them how to help you be healthy. Right. That you're teaching them how to help you. Exactly. And that's important, uh, uh that we need to do not just training people how to help themselves no, that's very <laughs> and that true. you become more than, than just a person who helps them. You're also a, a person. person. Exactly. They need to be able to understand. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're a whole person. <laughs> who help, who who knows how to help herself. Yes, yes, exactly. And that is one of the other lines that you say that I've got these quotes that I'm just going to have to have everywhere around my house now <laughs> from you. They are, okay, this one was, I thought, powerful too. And it goes along with what you just said. Success does not make happiness. Happiness makes success. So this mm. doing, 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 thinking that we are going to then be happy once we succeed and delaying that happiness is not the way to do it. You know, you are sort of advocating that if you are happy, truly happy and in some kind of bliss or happiness state, that and and you feel whole, that's what's going to lead to your success. Is that kind of what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, you got it. <laughs> yeah. When you're in that, when you're in that state where, you know, part when you're happy and you're feeling really good, how things just seem to flow, right? right? Things do. just seem to yes. happen. Good, good things come yeah, to you yeah. because yeah. you're attracting that. That's the energy. That's the yes. vibe. But you're also in a place of being able to receive. You're in a place of knowing. You're in a place of contentment. Contentment breeds more contentment. Just like discontent breeds more discontent. So we want to be happy. And I also challenge people to expand their idea of what success is and what success means. That's that's great. Because. Yeah, because success means different things to different people. And if you can be happy in the world we live in now and you can have peace, like inner peace, I'm not talking about just, oh, I'm peaceful for a moment until something disrupts me. I'm like, I'm talking about being able to return back and you have generally a state Mm -hmm. of of contentment and peace. You are winning. (laughs) You are, so that is success. (laughs) That is successful. And you will be successful because you have yes, that. Yes, yes. Because you have that, you're able to, when things don't go quite your way, which is part of the learning curve, mm-hmm, or when mm-hmm. anytime people grow, then I realize growth and healing isn't rainbows and unicorns mm-hmm. and butterflies mm-hmm. and hearts all the time. It can be painful. Yeah. There can be obstacles. There are 
It's work yes. that you've got to get through something. But if you're okay with who you are and you have that happiness with you already, you have that peace and chilling out contentment with you, you can move through those right. things. You can work because you know why? When it happens, it's not the end of the world. Right. And, and yeah, <laughs> you have a proper perspective, yes. proper perspective on when things do happen. And also the expectation that things probably will happen because change is inevitable. Right. You do say that. But you're in confident your yes, and knowing. Yes, yes. Yeah. That you, you can adapt to change, that you can, you can pivot, you can move around, you can work it out, whatever happens, whatever comes your way, it's going to be okay. I, I, you know, I'm going to still be able to, to move forward. I'm still going to be okay because I am who I am. I'm going to make sure. Right. And, <laughs> and the okay. universe yeah. may be having that happen, or you may even unknowingly have that happen because there's, there's growth from those as a catalyst for growth. You know, some of our toughest moments make for our strongest outcomes. Um, Abs- that's how we, yes, exactly. That's how, we, you know, it, and that's why I think like to your point about people being, maybe having a fear of being alone uh, to a certain extent, it is a fear of change, fear of, of being more, yes. Yes. you know, then, because once you, once you learn more and you are more, things will change. And, and, and even though things will change for the better, it's still change. change. Yeah. And some people are still resistant yes, to yes. the change. Right? Yeah, everybody's resistant to their own success. True. <laughs> That's what, everybody prefers yeah. just what's familiar, but that may not be success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that may not be the best. Right. I love your comment. Again, I, I'm sorry. Whenever I read, I just read all of it and I pick apart the things I love to death. So here we are. Um, I This is a great quote. You said, your spirit wants to roll around in joy. That's a great, such imagery there. (laughs) And I love it. I know, right? Great. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And and wouldn't that be great if we give our spirit what it needs on a regular basis, then our spirit will definitely give us what we need on a regular basis. And it wants us to be successful and healthy. Yes. And, and we, and we can be, we can be. And maybe this is the right timing for all of that, you know, just to, um, I think we're all, including myself, overwhelmed a little bit by what's going on in the world in general, but then it does take away some of the joy internally. So maybe it is time to find that solitude and find the joy. Um, from within. So tell, tell the audience, because I'm a huge fan of your book. I really loved it. Tell them where they can get, the, oh, welcome, where they can get the book and how might they be able to reach out to you? Okay. They can get the book at any of uh, their favorite local bookstores like Barnes and Nobles, Amazon. Um, it's at uh, all the major bookstores and they can learn more about me at AngelaDColeman.com and learn more about my agency, my nonprofit. It's called Sisterhood Agenda and that's SisterhoodAgenda.com. Okay. And then, oh, you know what? And the book, by the way, again, you guys, it's The Art of Chilling Out for Women, okay, by Angela Coleman. You are also working, well, first tell us the sisterhood groups that you have the yeah kind of what drove you to start them and what is their mission sure sisterhood agenda's mission is to educate support and empower women and girls around the globe so we have over 6000 uh, global partners in 38 countries and we're all committed to this mission wow and we come together with this global sisterhood network and we implement strategies um you know uh global mission, local impacts, and we um, help our communities to grow. We have a men and sisterhood component as well. So men are part of the equation, certainly, 
because it's about um, positive change through sisterhood, through supporting, uplifting each other, learning how to be a support system for each other, um, and also uh, coming together and teaching others. So we have like curriculum guides and training manuals, and we have sister circles. Nice. <laughs> we have community development and housing, parks, holistic housing, which is an intentional community. And we also have a great, really big global girls empowerment initiative. And so we have a journey toward womanhood, sister camp. That wow. We're now all these things fall under the global girls. So yeah, so <laughs> we've been can, doing this now. For- wow. So people can go to that and they can find out the housing element that you talked about also on your website. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. Mm. No, that that's great. Cause I do believe I think for me right now, sisterhood is really what it's all about because this whole notion of, you know, women being catty and not how that's just ridiculous. And, and I think as we grow, as we grow older, sadly older, but wonderfully wiser, um, we have so much to share and support. You know, we, when, when we share our experiences and our tips and our successes, I think we all grow. Absolutely. Thank you so much for appreciating that and um, and articulating it so well. I'm so, <laughs> it's how we like mentor and support exactly, each other. It it's, 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 how, it's how we're powerful exactly. together. Yeah. So thank you so much for being on here. I absolutely loved our chat and the book. I'm telling everyone out there, you really should read it. It's, a, it's an easy read um, because Angela's style is just, it's very friendly. It's very, it's not, you know, all, you know, just... I don't know. It's not like a science book. It's a real book. And it and the everything in it, not only does do the words resonate, but the tips seem like excellent um, ways to to really change your life and to chill out. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I hope we all can practice the art of oh, chilling I'm gonna out practice it. Be healthier and happier and we'll be more enlightened and better for each other and better for everyone around yeah, I'm, us. So, I'm yeah. fully diving into chilling out this weekend <laughs> is what I'm going to do. Nice. Perfect. Yeah, so thank you so much. And uh, thank you all of the listeners for being here. Please reach out to Angela if you need more tips or want to have um, a personal conversation. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. 